Good morning, HoustonFloorDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Keith Crispin, the president of the Decorative Hardwoods Association. Keith, how you doing? Great. How are you, Kemp? I'm good. So you've been in this role for a little while. You've, you've taken Kip Howitt's position. How long have you been president? Uh, started September 1st. Well, congratulations on moving to the lead position there. So let's talk first about your background and then about this Decorative Hardwood Association. I see you've spent 30 years with the American Chemistry Council, right? That's right. I've worked in and led trade associations for about the past 30 years in advocacy and in trade associations. Most recently, I led plastics advocacy and, and market teams at the American uh-huh. Chemistry Council. I think it's interesting. The Carpet and Rug Institute for a while was run by Werner Braun, and his right-hand man was Frank Hurd, and I think they're friends of yours, aren't they? They are, yep. Learned a lot from both of them. The Bob Peoples also spent a little bit of time over there. Do you know Bob with care? Uh-huh. I do. I do know Bob. <laughs> I worked a little bit with him when I was working at Vinyl Institute. I thought we had some mutual friends. All right, tell us about who the Decorative Hardwood Association is. Hardwood Association represents U.S. hardwood and engineer wood floors and veneer manufacturers. Mm-hmm. We conduct advocacy yeah. for decorative hardwoods, yeah. uh, marketing of these products, and develop and promote standards for hardwood plywood, engineered wood floors, and, and legal, legal timber due diligence. Okay, so how much of it, you know, the focus is on flooring? You know, it's a significant fraction of what we do. We've got great members in that category. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've, I've been enjoying working with them and learning more about their products. Uh-huh. I saw where Don Finkel is also another friend of yours, right? He sure is. He's a, a great member, been a longtime member of yeah. uh, Decorative Hardwood Association, and we've been learning from him, too. Yeah, he knows more about hardwood flooring than a lot of people have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sold his company to AHF Products, which is the largest in, in, the, in the category now. Yep. If somebody asks you what's the difference between the Decorative Hardwoods Association and the NWFA, how do you answer that? In terms of the flooring parts of our members, we represent the engineered wood floor component. Okay. So you, you focus in that veneer area or the composite product? That's right. And hardwood plywood is, is another example of that where it's an engineered product. Uh, you can get a little bit more stability and additional performance like that. Let's talk about this news that we just got the other day. I want to accentuate it for a quick second. So you're telling us that hardwood flooring imports grew by 25% year over year in October. So that's pretty interesting information. What do you think is driving that? The market overall is is growing. Production and imports are also been growing quite a bit. In the engineered wood flooring part of the segment, imports exceed domestic production and really account for about two-thirds of the market. Okay, two-thirds. What's the catalyst? What's, how come we're seeing the consumption of engineered hardwood go up? In terms of consumption in the United States of engineered hardwood floors, yeah. uh, people love the beauty of hardwood floors, the beauty and that character that, yeah. that hardwood floors and engineered hardwood floors have. Consumers love them and prefer it, and if they can afford it, that's what they want. Engineered wood floors provide that beauty with additional value. We take the hardwood veneer and uh, that, the and, and the value of that, and provide additional value by combining it with other materials. All right. So that release that we ran in, on the 14th had even more data in it, and it's talking about where the products are coming from, and Vietnam is now a, a big supplier to this country, right? They are. Vietnam is a, is a large supplier. They're a, a non-market economy. Competition from Vietnam is, is very strong, and and we've also, I think we've seen some uh, cases in flooring and in in hardwood plywood where material from China and companies from China are shipping material through Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Is that one way of getting around paying the tariff? 
Yes. I'm sure somebody's trying to keep an eye on that, aren't they? Yes, there are some other coalitions that are active in uh, trying to keep an eye on that. One of the stats you threw out in this uh, release you sent us is that exports to the U.S. from January to November reached almost $8 billion, which is an increase of 24.6%. That's a big number, isn't it? It is. Uh, Imports have been growing from these countries. We track the wood flooring business on a year-over-year basis, and uh, it hadn't been quite growing as fast as some of the lookalike products. Are you thinking now that uh, with people staying home more, that they're gravitating more toward the real product? I think so. Consumers tell us that they would prefer, they prefer the, the natural beauty of hardwood and the character that comes with it that can't be replicated. In addition to that, you know, there, is, there are issues, there is the benefit of real wood products storing carbon and reducing climate change. So um, that's another additional component to provide a benefit to consumers and society. So there's an environmental part of the story you're saying? Yes, absolutely, in addition to the beauty. I mean, the, the beauty is something that consumers rank first mm-hmm. and most important in their choice. If they can afford hardwood floors, that's what they want. And people are increasingly recognizing the values that hardwood floors and engineered hardwood floors provide to them when they sell their house. So it provides value uh, over that uh, long term. All right. So I've looked at your education. You went to the University of Delaware, and you've got a degree in economics. So here's my question for you as an economist. Uh, what's the outlook for 22 going to be, you think? you think we're going to continue to see increasing demand for these type of products? You know, I do. I'm no longer sort of practicing economics, so this is a little dangerous. But um, I do. I do see continued growth for, for our products, for decorative hardwood products and, and others in the um, building and construction space. been hearing about the growth in housing continuing based off of the needs of built houses for people that uh, hasn't really caught up with that growth in the millennials, et cetera. I know part of what you guys do is you have a, an effort in Washington with the lobbyists. What are some of the challenges that you're facing? You know, I think we'll be focusing a lot on issues like supply chain and labor, yeah. trying to get more workers for our industry. Uh, I know our, our members could produce more products here in the United States if we had availability of more workers, so that's an important policy issue. There's also very important policy issues around taxes. A lot of the our members are, are family businesses, and we've seen some proposals in the past that would um, adversely affect family businesses and how they continue to produce for our country. So those are, are important issues going forward. And, and, and trade remains a very important issue in making sure that, that we can enforce our laws in the United States to prevent dumping by non, non-market economies in the U.S. Okay, very interesting. Appreciate you spending time with our audience and telling us what's been going on with the Decorative Hardwood Association. Again, have been talking to Keith Christman, the president, and you've been listening to Kemp R and FloridaLady.net.